Welcome to Around the Diamond, presented by Natural State Sports. This is Steve, your host, and joined, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Bohannon. Kevin, how you doing tonight, man? Doing good, Steve. How are you this evening? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Just got done watching the Hogs lose, what is that, six in a row. So, a little, little yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to be a Razorback basketball fan. But luckily, uh, the Diamond Hogs are you know off to the 3-0 start that we thought they'd be on. So, a uh, lot to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's it was uh, the weather the weather cooperated about as good as we could have asked for for an opening weekend in February. So, so things worked out. Um, I am I have officially hit the unmute button on your mic, so we don't have to record this twice this week. So there we go. Yeah, we're we're, we're veterans at this now. We can roll right through it. Absolutely. So now seems like a great time to remind everyone where to find our always insightful and never wrong opinions. Um, <laughs> Yeah, never wrong and never forget anybody. I, I can guarantee that. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, I've heard you've had a had a few a uh, few few folks give you some give you some feedback. So can't forget any names, any schools. So yeah, and out of three hundred high schools in Arkansas, you know, you if you forget one, you, you're the worst. But yeah, it, it's been kind of funny this week going back and looking at some stuff. And you know, the, the good thing is people are paying attention, and that's the goal of you know everything that we started with our baseball coverage is to get people to pay attention. And even outside of a listening area, whether it be with 103.7 The Buzz, uh, people are paying attention. So uh, it's our goal to make sure that we're covering as many people as possible. And I want the feedback. I want to find out if there's somebody that I don't know about, whether it be in high school, college, we want to know about it. So you can hit me up on Twitter at CoachKBo21. That's CoachKBo21. And on Facebook, uh, Kevin Bohannon. So we really want to hear from our fans from this podcast inside the natural state and on 103.7 The Buzz. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole goal is to get as much information out as possible. So like you said, if if we're missing something or if there's something not getting out, then then let us know. Of course, you can find me um, at Steve underscore NSS on Twitter. Um, and, and you can search Natural State Sports on all social media platforms to find uh, all of find us on all of the find all of our additional sports content. And remember to make sure you like, share, subscribe, and leave, leave a review on your favorite podcast app. So let's get to some let's get to some baseball, man. The the Hogs uh, once again another big start to the season, um, and it started out something a little like this. Swing and a drive, way back to left field. Talk about pulling the ball. He's pulled it into the hog pen. And the first home run of the season, Kristen Franklin, a two-run bomb. 3 nothing Arkansas. So Christian Franklin does it again. Homer's on opening day and is the first home run of the season for the Hogs yet again this year. So pretty exciting to see Franklin. He looks like a little different player this year. Yes, Dave, and I wonder how many prop bets out there had Christian Franklin with the first home run for the Razorbacks, knowing that you got Heston Kerstad, Casey Martin coming back. But, yeah, Christian Franklin, I know he's a favorite of yours. And we talked about him last week, that he was going to be a year wiser, a year better. And we were really excited to look to see what he can do. And Coach Van Horn talked about today, they can put Christian anywhere in the lineup, leadoff, two-hole like he was last week or in the five-hole to provide some protection for some of the other guys this weekend. But going through and looking at it, 
there are no holes in the lineup. Yeah, there were some guys that had some nerves this weekend, like Robert Moore, but he squared up some balls. They were just right to people. Casey had, Martin had better at bats. He hit one 438 feet foul. I talked to him last night. He said, man, that ball was headed toward the bleachers, and then the wind took it. He said, God love playing in Fayetteville. So, yeah, yeah, the lineup was rolling. Pitching was outstanding. You got to see some young guys like Adams uh, had a pretty good start, ran into some trouble, but I think he'll be good. Peyton Paulette uh, had the privilege of coaching Peyton when he was 13, 14, 15. And he said, yeah, I was a little amped up when I went out there. I said, yeah, the ball was up a little bit, but when you got a hammer curveball like him and can, you know, get ahead and count and use that to his advantage, he's going to be a real good one. The one that surprised me the most, and Coach Thompson had talked about it, was Elijah Trest. Elijah was 95, 96, and wipeout slider. So going into this week, I think Elijah's the, he could be the candidate for a closer this weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was impressive. The guys, the, you know, that staff looked really, really good. Um, but man, you know, we talked a little last week and of course the, the question's been is how will Martin and, and Kerstad handle this junior year pressure and, and, and draft or draft eligible, eligible year pressure. And, and um, I think uh, you asked Van Horn, they asked him after they asked Kerstad about his weekend, but this kind of sums it up as to the weekend Kerstad had. What did you think of Heston's today and, and the weekend? It was pretty good, wasn't it? Walmart belted to right field. Back it goes. And that ball is gone. Kerstad goes the other way with a high fly ball to the left near the corner. That ball's out of here. Snuck over the wall. Two homers for Kerstad today. Kerstad swings and launches one. High and deep to right field. It is gone. A home run. Pitch. Swing a deep high ball as he done it again. It is gone. A blast by Kerstad, his fourth home run of the season. So that's all Kerstad did was hit 583, four home runs, 20 total bases, 10 RBIs, a double, walked twice, only struck out once. Not a bad weekend to open the season off. Yeah, you would think you would get uh, SEC Player of the Week for those accolades by yourself, but the office had other plans this week. Uh, Got from Ole Miss, Kale. Uh, should be a vegetable, but you know, uh, he was named Colleg- uh, Kerstad was named Collegiate Baseball Player of the Week on the national level. So, yeah, great opening. And Coach Van Horn talked about you know the line drive home run he hit to right field. He had exit velocities 105 plus all weekend, but that was a ball that he hit with a lot of top spin last year. And if you go back and watch video, he would shoot it through the first base and second base side. But now he's got lift on the pitches, and they're, he's driving them. So you can tell the little tweaks and changes that he's made in the swing that's making him an even better hitter. And he was already a great hitter. Now he's just going to be next level. Yeah, it, it was wild to, to watch. And his strength, I mean, we knew his strength was there. Um, you know, we've seen it before, especially with some of the opposite field stuff he can hit. But I, there was a point, I think it was his first at bat on Sunday, where he – he almost it looked like he got jammed. He took one kind of inside and pushed it to, to the opposite field, and it went to the track against the wind and a ball that, with the wind not blowing in in Fayetteville this weekend, he probably would have had five home runs. No doubt, and we talked about his opposite field strength. The one he spun out of there, he got up, and it just it goes off his bat, and it creates so much spin that he's going to have those all year. But it, it's a lot of fun. He put up video game numbers. And we, you talked to me about the other day, can he put up 30 home runs? 
I think Chris Bryant was the last one I hit. No, it hit 31 a few years back. But if he gets a, a number of at-bats, he's got a shot, but it's really going to be tough. But I think he'll challenge uh, for the single-season record, which I believe is 24. Yeah, he ought to have a – he's at least got a good start to it. We'll see what kind of pitching he sees the rest of the season. But uh, one heck of a start. And speaking of starts, man, Connor Nolan looked uh, looked every bit of, of an ace, at least on Friday, almost unhittable um, at times during during that stretch there from about the second to the – what, about the fifth or sixth inning, he, he looked untouchable. So – uh, a lot of really, really impressed with the difference in Nolan this year as well. Yeah, he retired 15 and 16 there, the stretch you're talking about. But a year in baseball just by itself, you could see the lower half is stronger. The average velocity is not 87. It's more in the 90 to 91 range. And his off speed's good. He's got a power slider and then a curveball that's a few miles per hour left. So he can get you out with 92, 86, or 81. And that's going to be big for him going into SEC play. So 29,118 total fans this weekend, uh, second in the country behind only LSU for an opening weekend. Um, Obviously, the weather held things down maybe a little bit. Uh, LSU probably had a little better weather. But, man, you know, you made this point on, on Twitter over the weekend as well, I think today. Um, you know, Ole Miss talking all that mess about what they did, um, but uh, they weren't even the yeah. best in their own state as far as being able to get fans in in the ballpark. I know they they were talking about. Of course, you have the number one team in the nation according to two polls in Louisville down there, and they did win two of three. So kudos to the Rebels. But and know who you're up against. And the the, the Omaha faithful they were out full force this weekend, over ten thousand on Saturday, and it just shows you. For over 9,000 to come out for game three on Sunday when you know you've got the series in the bag, but they wanted to come out and support these guys. So there was no fall off, you know, after winning the first two games handedly. And uh, kudos, tip of the hat to the Razorback fans. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great weekend. So who were you most impressed with this weekend? Connor Nolan. And knowing Connor and seeing him play through high school, knowing of what he could do. I wanted to see how much a year in baseball did for him. And he looked like that Friday night ace that we could lean on. And Coach Van Horn and a lot of media members had talked throughout the preseason that it could be 1A, 1B for Nolan and Wicklander. Well, I think Connor Nolan, for now, uh, planted himself in that Friday night role. I was really impressed with him. Uh, He started off a little shaky, you know, three balls, and then he came right back. And like this, like we said, retired 15 and 16. So if he can get in that groove, I think he's going to be someone uh, that we can look at, at the end of the year, and he's an all-SEC type pitcher. Yeah, I agree. I, like I, I, you know, I said a minute ago, I was highly impressed with, with the difference in, in him. His body makeup, obviously a little stronger in the lower body. Uh, of course, not all those throws that he was dealing with through football and, and in true baseball shape. So, Definitely impressed with him and impressed with where this program's going. So um, so we look forward now. Obviously, uh, four-game set with Gonzaga. Um, my guess is the weather's going to play a lot of games with this weekend. Um, yeah. We've been uh, – we've actually – we're planning on trying to go up as well. Um, and so, uh, you know, looking at uh, Wednesday after Thursday, they've already moved that start time up an hour um, I would bet now we probably will hear this in the next day or two, but I don't know what your feel, but I tend to lean towards, I bet there's a doubleheader on Friday. Yeah. Coach Van Horn spoke with the media today and he did say that looking at the 
forecast that Friday would be a great day to play a doubleheader. So I would bet that that's what happens if they get down there. And, you know, Gonzaga's making a long trip from Spokane, Washington, uh, down to the south. And I think they're going over to Alabama and a couple other places after this. So it's really neat for the Razorbacks to play a four-game set this early in the year. It's going to set it, set them up real well going into next week when they go down to Texas and Houston for the Minute Maid uh, to sh- the Shriners Hospital Classic down there and play some Big 12 teams. But, yeah, Steve, let's look at the Bulldogs. They're in the West Coast Conference, of course, and they're led by Mark McToff. They're, uh, they were 31-24 and 24 last year, second in the West Coast Conference. BYU won it. And in 2018, they did win the postseason conference tournament. They have 14 lettermen returning. And we talked last week about the ace that Eastern Illinois had. Well, Gonzaga's got one, too. Alec Jacob, he was a preseason All-American by Perfect Game in Collegiate Baseball News. He's a 6'3 right-handed pitcher, and he's a sidearm pitcher. So sidearm pitchers are very unique in that they always make hitters uncomfortable because nothing's ever straight. Uh, he's done a really good job of getting his fastball velocity up, but he's got a really good changeup and a slider out of that slot, so he's going to make hitters uncomfortable. He was a jack-of-all-trades for the Bulldogs last year. He appeared in 25 games, and they were 20-5 and five in the games that he appeared in, so they used him as a middle reliever, a starter, and a guy that closed out games because he had 12 saves to go with his 7-3 and three record. They don't return a whole lot in terms of power. They hit 41 home runs last year, and they lost half of those. They do return Ryan Sullivan, a power-hitting first baseman. He got he had seven home runs last year. Uh, he hit 417 on the weekend. Uh, that included two games against Oregon State and BYU and a comeback from behind win against New Mexico. He had five RBIs on the weekend. And then you look at some of the other guys that are going to be on the field this weekend. Ernie Yake, he's a 5'11 junior, second team. All WCC last year. He's preseason first team. Hit 302 with 30 RBIs, 41 runs scored. And Brett Harris is a 6'3 junior infielder. Also preseason West Coast Conference selection. He was honorable mention last year. Hit 305, 26 RBIs, and led the team with 12 doubles. Mac Lardner, the left-handed pitcher that we could see uh, most likely on Saturday or Sunday. He was honorable mention all conference last year. With the six and four record, sixty-nine strikeouts and seventy-four innings, Guthrie Morrison is another senior outfielder that was honorable mention all conference last year, and that's basically who they have back from last year that will really stand out for them this season. Uh, like we said, not a lot of power in their lineup, but they are gap to gap. If you watch the highlight, how the New Mexico game ended, it was a ground ball to third base, runner from third scored, and throw took the first baseman off the bag but the guy from second was on his horse scored and they got a come from behind victory uh just just in that series over there in arizona at, at surprise field so the bulldogs are going to be a good test uh eastern illinois they were who they were a good friday night guy gonzaga's going to be a little bit better this weekend steve so you think Gonzaga will really press this, or really kind of press the issue defensively for Arkansas this weekend? Uh, maybe put some pressure on them, you know, up the middle, trying to run on them and, and and move, you know, move station to station a little more. Yeah, I think they're they're going to play what we call opportunistic baseball, and a lot of people call it small ball. But they're going to bunt, hit and run. They're going to put some pressure on our defense. And like we talked about last week, we have a very athletic infield. You got corners that are interchangeable. Of course, we talk about the athleticism athleticism with Martin and Moore in the middle but 
take the opus is he's going to get tested this weekend. And as Eastern Illinois runs, you can never fall asleep on the bag, whether you're first or third or run. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to see Casey to get to use that cannon behind the plate. And he's not afraid to throw behind anybody either. It doesn't matter what, what bag they're standing on. I know he threw behind it second, first and third all week or first and second for sure. I can't remember third, but he's not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. And, they trust him 100%. Coach Hobbs, Coach Van Horn, they they let him call the games this weekend as well. So that's a lot of trust in a third-year catcher that they you know instilled in Casey. So it, it's his game out there. He's the field general. So and and we're fortunate to have him. <laughs> yeah. So another real nice revelation out of this last weekend, I think, was obviously Nesbitt's bat. You know, we've heard that his bats come around, but he showed it off this weekend. Uh, had a really really good weekend. Uh, they moved him up because of the left-handed batters, so he he seemed to uh, he seemed to really uh, really have a good weekend and take advantage of his opportunity. Uh, you know what are we what are you looking at this weekend from this lineup? Who are we looking at? You think to take another step this weekend? You know, I think Casey Martin will be. You know, he got some at bats under his belt. Him and Robert Moore, I think they're going to have big weekends. Of course, Kerstad might not get as many chances this weekend. They're going to have a good scouting report on him, but yeah, Nezzy. Last year, he was SEC Player of the Week early in the season, then hit a little skid in conference play. Uh, power pitchers, he had trouble with righties, but Coach Van Horn said, yeah, they like to match up with left-handed pitchers, and Gonzaga's going to throw some lefties at us this weekend. So expect Nezzy to be up there in the middle of the lineup. Like you said, Christian Franklin could be anywhere in the order. But, yeah, one through nine, I think we're going to give him trouble this weekend. And the bench we talked about, Curtis Washington Jr., Zach Gregory played in all three games this weekend. If we can get some of those guys some at-bats in-game, uh, Dominic Tamez got to catch a couple innings. Jason Paulette got an at-bat. So making sure we're just building upon last weekend, going into the Texas uh, showcase down there in Houston, making sure we're taking strides. Yeah, so we got to see, obviously, a lot of arms. I know you mentioned Trest and him being an, an option potentially for that closer role. Uh, didn't get to see any of Zeb with the with with them kind of you know working on that that hamstring issue. Uh, who is you know from the pitching staff? Obviously, we know who who our starters are going to be for the first three. Uh, right now, Sunday's kind of a, an up in the air. They're going to wait and see how the things how things work out this weekend. But who are we looking at in this pitching staff? You think that maybe we might outside of Tress that we've talked about that we might want to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, Jacob Burton is one. He came in. Of course, he's electric. We talked about it. Looked like he had more command, more control this year uh, coming out of the preseason. So look for him as a back-end guy. The middle guys, cop, of course, Raymond just starting on Thursday. But really enjoyed seeing Caleb Bold come back. His velocity was good. He had a really good outing, three-inning pitch the other day. So I think we threw 11 guys. Uh, Angus Denton, he's going to be that matchup guy that keeps guys uh, uncomfortable up there with his sidearm slot. But having the depth. You know, you got 11, 12 guys that you can put out there. That's three a game. That's what you want going into a four-game set, whether it be over four days or five days, to where you you don't have to stretch anybody out further than they need to go this early in the season. So having 12, 13 guys like the Razorbacks do right now is really going to be beneficial. I think you'll see by Sunday, Coach Van Horn wants to do everything he can to have the series in the bag by then. So you might see you might see a cop. Or Blake Adams, if Cops has to come in early on Thursday, uh, that's going to play out how the how Sunday goes. So I think we'll see uh, everything we can to do 
win it on the front end and then maybe by committee on Sunday. So what's your feel on this weekend? How do you think we come out of this weekend? You know, be, being a homer guy, I think we get four in, a, four in a row the way we're hitting it right now. But it's baseball, so three out of four is not terrible. I think uh, we'll, we'll at least get three of them and, and hoping for a sweep. And, and just to, on another note, does Baseball America start giving us a little more uh, a little more love after this week, <laughs> or do we got to <laughs> wait till after Houston? I know. I've, I've I've always looked at Baseball America and thought, really, is is that where you got it? But you know, it's early in the season. I think the coaches' poll does it right. They put out a preseason, and then they wait three weeks. They wait till the third week of the season, and they get a great snapshot because you got ten, twelve games under your belt. So maybe Baseball America will pay a little bit of attention after we sweep them this week. Well, I hope so. That would be fantastic. So moving on to Little Rock, uh, obviously a bunch of a bunch of baseball uh, in the state this weekend. We talked a lot about that. Uh, Little Rock took two of three from Illinois State. Uh, both games two and three featured three-run ninth innings to win the games. So Little Rock got things done uh, on a walk-off walk on uh, on Saturday to to get the series, and then uh, and then of course on uh, on Sunday, um, Illinois State was able to put three runs of their own together in the night to come back and win that game. So. Um, good weekend for for Little Rock. They seem to to kind of put some things together there uh, and, and get that series win. This week uh, they head to uh, for a four game set in Thibodeau. They also got a, a midweek game that I think has been impacted by weather as well a little bit. So yeah, they're going to be playing that one tomorrow. Okay, gotcha. And so uh, so as we look forward to Little Rock and, and what they did this past weekend and, and what they've got going on this weekend, what, what can what, what can you say about Little Rock? Yeah, Hayden Arnold came out, had a really good showing Friday night, six innings pitch, only allowed five hits, 11 strikeouts. He's, of course, from Washington Chapel. Uh, so expect on the front end, you know, they're going to stretch into their pitching staff a little bit more this weekend. They only threw nine guys. Eli Siebert looked good for them. He only allowed a couple of runs over his four innings. Uh, Jose Torres was pretty good out of the bullpen. Uh, Closer Dylan Delgadillo got roughed up a little bit, but the bats have to come alive. Miguel Soto did hit 583 on the weekend. He was seven out of 12, three doubles, four RBIs. Uh, but they're going to have to get a little bit deeper in the lineup. They relied on pitching and defense this past weekend. I think the bats will come alive down in Louisiana this weekend for the Trojans. So now they, so they, who do they, who do they have this weekend? I had that pulled. McNeese State and another Southland school. I believe. Yeah, hang on. I got that in front of me, actually. I say I do. So, yeah, you're right. McNeese State. Yeah, they got Grambling tomorrow. Then they got Nichols, McNeese, Nichols, and then the McNeese again. Yeah, I knew it was, yeah, the Southland schools. There you go, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, what are we looking for? I mean, have you been able to look much into those those, uh, McNeese and Nichols at all? I know the Grambling game coming up tomorrow um, hopefully they'll be able to get that game in without too many issues. But as we look forward to, to McNeese and Nichols. Yeah, great. Grambling's 3-0. and They beat UAPB this past weekend down in New Orleans, 10 to nothing, uh, and then beat two other SWAC schools as well. But McNeese and Nichols, they're going to be right in the thick of things in the, the Southland Conference. McNeese, uh, really tough last year. I believe they won the Southland Tournament uh, and beat UCA right there at the end. So it'll be a good test for the Trojans to where they'll get to work on some of their depth and then it goes right into Big 12 play, so to speak, for the Trojans. They get Oklahoma State next week, uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. So uh, they've got eight 
seven seven games in the next eight days. So they're going to be testing their bullpen quite a bit and get some of those younger guys some reps as well. Yeah, this is definitely uh, definitely a good time to get that in at least and then try to get as many games under their belts as possible before they get into Sunbelt play for sure. So, That's right. So, so moving on to Arkansas State. Um, so, of course, Arkansas State coming off of a uh, another they, – they also won their series against Stephen F. Austin, taking two out of three. Um, you know, you – you warned us, or you, you you let us know last week to, to to not take our eyes off of Zach Jackson, and of course he did not disappoint on Saturday and was extremely dominant in a three nothing win. Um, what else can you tell us about what they had going on this weekend? That's right, Steve. And I talked to Coach Rick Guarno, and he said, "Man, we were zero for fifteen Friday night. It was a tough game to lose." And I said, "What? Well, yeah, anytime you get that many runners on base and you can't get them across, you you lose a little bit of sleep." But yeah, Zach Jackson from Bryant, he's in the best shape of his life. Uh, solid seven innings, only gave up three hits, seven strikeouts, only one walk. Chandler Coates was also very solid. Uh, his start, he went seven innings, five hits, five strikeouts, and only one walk. So they had a lot of really good pitching on the front end. Uh, they're going to be going into this weekend. They'll have Zach Gerard start on Friday and then go Zach Jackson and then Chandler Coates on Sunday. Lineup did pretty good. Tyler Duncan hit 556 on the weekend. Uh, had He only had two RBIs, but he also had a home run. Uh, Liam Hicks hit two home runs for the Red Wolves. So, yeah, they're going to see a lot more uh, of their lineup as they get at-bats under their belt. But they're going to get kind of like the Trojans did this weekend. They squeaked by with pitching and defense. So, if their lineup can get going, look out for the Red Wolves. So, Good start to the season. Should have been three and zero, but they were glad to get out of that with a two out of three overseas in Austin. So I'm looking at New Orleans, who they uh, who they got this. Uh, so that's that's who uh, Arkansas State's going to be playing this weekend, and that game is that series is in Jonesboro. Um, so if you're if you're planning on going up, obviously keep an eye on the weather. As it like I said, it's going to impact a lot of a lot of a lot of series this weekend. But so uh, looks like they are. Looks like they're coming off of a uh, one and two or a two or one and two weekend. They lost to Prairie View or they beat Prairie View ten to two, and then lost to Grambling and Southern. Um, they got another game against Southern Miss. But uh, what can we expect from this uh, from this New Orleans program this weekend for Arkansas State? Yeah, New Orleans, the Privateers. Uh, not at, back in the day, they were seen as a really good program. They went to Division three in a couple of sports. Just, I'm not really sure what happened, but they backtracked a little bit. There used to be a really good basketball program in the same conference as UALR back in the day, but uh, I don't think ASU is going to have a whole lot of problem with them this weekend, and I would be really surprised with the power pitching that they got in Coach Gerard and Jackson that ASU doesn't sweep this weekend. I'll say I'm looking at some of their stats here in front of me. They got a they got a four four hundred hitter in this Bo Bratton, so maybe a guy there to keep an eye on for for New Orleans as as they come to Jonesboro and. And, uh, and at least give give Jonesboro a little bit, or give Arkansas State a little bit of work this weekend. That's right. So uh, let's let's move on here to UCA. Now, UCA, unfortunately, um, they they kind of let us down this weekend uh, with a little bit of they, they they lost two or three to Missouri State, a series I think we you definitely thought that uh, UCA would handle, um, but uh, things were pretty cold in Conway on Friday as things just didn't get going for UCA this weekend. Yeah, it was really tough, and they had a really good start from Gavin Stone on Friday. They lost one to nothing. The bats just 
it was just like the weather. They were a little cold this weekend. Uh, Mark Moyer saved the series on Sunday, had a really good outing. So they were really, uh, they were able to come back, you know, salvage the series, take one or two. And last year, seems to be a pattern developing here with the with the Bears and Conway. They don't start out just red hot. I think they were four and six last year. They lost to Missouri State a couple of times. I thought the talking to Coach Gum that they could really you know get off to a, a hot start this year. And I was believing in them. You know, Coach Harlan has the pitching staff where he wants them. They were top five in the nation in a couple of categories last year. So we really thought that they were going to come out. But they, they had some good things happen for them this past weekend. Got some young hitters in the lineup. Uh, they're finding their chemistry right now. And if they can, you know, stay on top of things, I think they're going to be all right this weekend. Uh, they do play a tough Southern Miss team who is 3-0. and It's going to be really exciting to see how they, you know, take on the Eagles this weekend after playing. They play Memphis tomorrow. So they can go down there, make some noise against Southern Miss, and get back on track uh, as they get ready to go into Southland play. Yeah, I wanted to go back, too, real quick and remind folks, Arkansas State was set to play Ole Miss, I guess that was yes tomorrow, or was that today? That was, that was scheduled for today, and I think okay. they they moved it to April 28th. Correct, yeah. yeah, moved it to April 28th. Just want to make sure people know that as well. And and you were talking about that Memphis game. I think that Memphis game was actually scheduled for today, right? And it got moved to tomorrow for UCA. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So UCA will actually get a game against Memphis to, well tomorrow, today, whenever you're listening to this podcast when it comes out. So <laughs> should be out uh, as they're playing. So uh, who knows, maybe you get a chance to get up to Conway tomorrow and catch catch UCA. And then, of course, like you said, a big big series against Southern Miss uh, this weekend uh, kind of tell, kind of give a, at least a decent idea of where this UCA team might be headed this year. That's right. Uh, they, of course, Southern Miss took care of business last week against Murray State, three games. Uh, they've got a really senior lineup here. Let's see. They've got a couple of guys that had really good weekends. Gabe Montenegro uh, was one. Brant Blaylock, those guys are really good. Southern Miss, of course, they came to the Fayetteville Regional uh, a couple of years ago, and the Razorbacks got to see firsthand. So uh, Southern Miss is always you know hotbed of baseball in Mississippi with all the junior colleges. And then they pretty much can just stay in state, bring some guys in. So uh, expect it to be a good test for them coming up this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So another weekend of, of really good baseball. Um, hopefully the weather will cooperate and we can get all these series in this weekend. Um, anything else, man, that uh, that we missed on UCA or, or Arkansas State? Anything else we need to bring up? I think we're good, Steve. Uh, if you get a chance, you know, got a lot of midweek series coming up either Tuesday or Wednesday, get out to these uh, schools, support your programs. Uh, baseball's getting ready to rock and roll here in the state of Arkansas. High school benefit games start next week. And then March 2nd, we got some really big tournaments coming up. The Benton Tournament, and of course, the PBR Tournament is going to be played across the state. Uh, so there's a lot of good baseball in the state of Arkansas right now, and uh, we want you to get out there and support these young men. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all right, y'all. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, but we can't let you go without reminding you to catch Kevin Wednesday at 6 p.m. on 103.7 The Buzz. Kevin joins Randy on drive time to preview, to preview the 3A conference in, in state uh, this Wednesday. Uh, Kevin, if folks missed that segment, how can they catch up? Yeah, usually on Thursday mornings it'll be on SoundCloud and it'll be on 103.7 The Buzz. You can see there on their browser on their homepage where you can listen to the playback of the segment. And I usually have it posted on Twitter and Facebook. So for those 
fans of 3A schools around the state, if you're not in the listening area, you can find it on 103.7 The Buzz on their SoundCloud app. Fantastic. And, of course, don't forget to watch Zach and Katie Fridays at 7 on Facebook. Uh, just like our Natural State Sports page and to make sure you sign up for live notifications so you don't miss them. Um, and I guess that's about it, man. Um, you know, Kevin, I, I appreciate you joining me tonight. That probably wraps up another night from Around the Diamond. Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe on, the, on your favorite podcast app. Enjoy some baseball this week. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, y'all get out and support uh, Arkansas baseball. Absolutely, man. Well, thanks again for joining me tonight, and uh, until next week, y'all have a good one.